This season, Norman Powell ended up being and emerging as that third leading scorer, that third option for the Clippers. And we found out what his role for the team would really be as the season went on, and that was as a sixth man. And should Norman Powell have one sixth man of the year? And what do you think his role should be going forward? Gonna be talking, and what was his player grade for the season? Gonna be talking about all things Storm and Norman Powell on today's Locked On Clippers. You are Lockbirds, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the Clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team, every day. I'm your host, Darren Viziri, an L.A. native. Just finished my 18th season as a Clipper fan. You can also follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at DimeDropperPod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more Clipper, L.A. sports, and NBA content. Been going live after every single night of the playoffs. And, of course, Locked On Clippers is free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, including YouTube. And I want you to comment on today's pin question. It's going to be a two-parter. Whether you think Norman Powell should have won Sixth Man of the Year and what your player grade for him was or what your grade for his season was. His first full season with the Clippers. And this episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs, the most comfortable legwear in the game right now. But Norman Powell, let's talk about him. So first, let's look at his season. In the beginning of the season, like in training camp, Norman Powell said some things that I was a little worried about. He said that he wanted to be an all-star. He wanted to prove that he was a starting shooting guard on this team. Mind you, this is a guy who came to the Clippers last season, was fantastic right off the bat, and then got injured and missed basically the rest of the season, came back right before the season, and was, I mean, amazing. Let's look at it. I'm going to go back and look at the exact stats. But in five games with the Clippers, 21 points, Three rebounds, three assists on 51% shooting and 54% from three. So that was just a little bit unreal. That was not going to be, those were not going to be his stats this season. But I was kind of worried if he wanted to start and he was going to try to force things. And he started eight games. Many of those were in the beginning of the season. And he just did not look like himself. I remember everybody saying this guy, some people, not everybody, some people saying overreacting early in the season, especially against those two OKC games. People were like, he's terrible. He's forcing it. He was forcing it, though. He is going to take away from other guys. We shouldn't have gotten him since we got John Wall. All these things, we got to trade him. Some people were saying, I was like, guys, relax. Let's see what happens. But he was not playing well, and he wasn't playing with urgency, and he wasn't defending. And then Ty Lue moved him to the bench. And mind you, that was part of the whole three-guard lineups problem too with Norman Powell playing alongside two other guys that couldn't really guard very well. And then everybody would just look bad. But when he started coming off the bench, you started to see a change in Norman Powell. And I'm going to take a look at his splits right now, his game log, because the month of... The month of... Jesus. The month of October, he shot 38% and 22.6% from three. 
11 points a game. That is crazy bad efficiency for anybody, let alone Norman Powell. So he did not start the season very well, and several of those games were as a starter. Then in November, he started getting back to normal, and for the rest of the season, it was great besides the three games in March, and then he ended up getting hurt. One of those games really tanked his averages. But in November, he shot 50% from the field, 45% from three, and 81.5% from the line, averaged 17 points. December, only played six games, had 17 points on 55% shooting and 41 from three. And then January, probably his best month, played 16 games, 18.5 points a game on 49.5% shooting and 48% from three. And his last great month before he got injured in April, 19 points a game on 46% shooting and 40% from three. He came back for the last four games and he still was working his way back, but he averaged 23 points in those games. He just, his three ball hadn't gotten going. And then when we look at the post season, so by the way, regular season, he got going and he did it just instant scoring off the bench consistently. He was making his three. He's so good on those curl plays. That curl play with Zoo worked to perfection all season when he was going from left to right and he would turn that corner going right and sometimes find Zoo on that dish. One problem Norman Powell does have though is he's not a good passer in my opinion. A lot of times he leaves his feet when he wants to pass and he leaves his feet early and gets stuck in the air. But when he's going right, he finishes about everything. Really good at finishing through contact. And one thing I found out about him this season, having him on my team for the full year, he was the best player on the team in getting fouled. I mean, the guy is an absolute foul-baiting king. He Every single time he feels the hand check or he feels the hand on the hip, he just goes up and flails, and they give him the call. You put the hand in the cookie jar, he rips through, and he shoots 81% from the line, which really helps. He averaged 4.6 free throw attempts a game, and mind you, it really felt like more than that. But he finished the season leading the league in bench points for any bench player that played I think started less than 10 games because Jordan Poole came off the bench in the end for the Warriors, but he played 43 games as a starter, averaged 20 points. Norman Powell, I remember seeing towards the end of the season, he was leading all players in bench points, 17 points a game for him on the season on 48, 40, 81 splits. So just 2% more from the field and he would have had a 50, 40, 80 season. So Norm was amazing in his role. It really hurt us when he went down. And in the playoffs, it took a while for his three ball to go. But in the playoffs, he averaged 22 points a game on 47% from the field and 40.6% from three. So, I mean, a lot of that was that game three where he just went nuclear because he was 25%. He was one for seven from three in the first two games in Phoenix. And he was two for six from three in game four. But game five and game three where he was seven for 12 from three, that game I went to where he had 42 points, that really helped his averages for the series. But games five and three was really good. Honestly, though, games two and four, he wasn't good enough. Game one, he was fine. I mean, 14 points off the bench. He did what he needed to. But overall, really good season for Norman Powell, in my opinion. What's his grade? Should he have won sixth man of the year? Going to wait to talk about that coming up but before i do that i gotta tell you about bird dogs the most comfortable legwear in the game you know when i wear bird dogs i can do so many things all at once i can go to the gym in them they're that comfortable the stretchy fabric makes it you know feel like you're kind of wearing sweats material but even more comfortable they also make my legs look great comfier than any other shorts and pants they're not too tight they're not too loose and I feel great wearing them. And even after the gym, you can go take a walk. You can even hoop in them sometimes. And 
it looks good enough to wear to see someone and you, even when you're not trying to look too cool for school. And bird dogs is something that I think you should really look for as well. It's all about fit and comfort with bird dogs. And you can wear it, as I said, in a variety of settings. So go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. And when you enter the promo code LockedOnNBA, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. That's bird dogs, the best in the game. All right. So looking at Norman Powell, should he have won sixth man of the year? In my opinion, he was on track to do so. The one thing that was really hurting his case was that we weren't as good as advertised. And when we come to talk about those regular season awards in the NBA, a lot of it is based on what your expectation was before the season. If your team is achieving expectation or surpassing it, you are going to be eligible for awards. That means coach of the year. That means MVP. That means defensive player of the year. For example, is a coach whose teams whose team underachieves based on the expectations placed by the media or by the fans, the general public, before the season win coach of the year? It never happens. It's always a coach that does better than expected or was expected to do a great job and does well. So like, let's use this year, for example. Mike Brown. I wonder why he won coach of the year. I guarantee it's not because the people had the Sacramento Kings finishing with home court advantage on their bingo cards. I can guarantee you that. Then as I said, the other scenario last year, a team that was predicted to do well, did very well, had their best season in franchise history. So Monty Williams won coach of the year. Year before, Tom Thibodeau, his team was not expected to be the fourth seed. The Knicks came out of nowhere and got it. So Tom Thibodeau was the coach of the year. You see where I'm going with it? So it's the same for most awards like MVP. I mean, I think the 76ers, for example, this year was a little... The MVP award's gotten a little too ridiculous for me. But this year it felt like Embiid, even though he had an amazing regular season, it felt like he got it because they he hadn't gone one before and Giannis and Jokic had already had two and it was such a close race. But last year, for example, Jokic got it because MPJ and Jamal Murray were out and he still led them to the sixth seed and was putting up amazing stats. So again, doing better than what the media expects. Those things matter and if your team does. And the Clippers weren't. So who would have won sixth man if not him? I mean, Malcolm Brogdon was the eventual winner and the Celtics were the second seed better than the Clippers. But I'm going to be a little biased to Norman Powell. I think, though, if he had stayed healthy, we win one or two more games, maybe finish as well as the Suns or 46 wins. But the Clippers having the expectations that they had going into the season, it wasn't very likely that Norm was going to win sixth man. But I was really starting to think he was going to win because he was leading the team in bench points and we started to play better basketball. But when he got injured and had that shoulder injury, that kind of took his chances away. Because, mind you, he got injured on... March 2nd, and then he came back on March 29th. So he missed 27 days of basketball, and he played only six games before the season ended. Um, he was shooting efficiently, especially in like those last three games. He had 20, he was not shooting well. And then the last three games, it started against the Lakers when he had 27 points, such a big game for him. Then 23 in the, in the fan appreciation day I attended. And then 29, the last regular season game against Phoenix. So he ended the season well, but that chunk of games, you know, you miss, let's see, missed what, 22 games? Yeah, see, so it's not even just Paul George and Kawhi. We talk about Kawhi missed 30 games. Paul George missed 26 games. Norman Powell, who's our third option, I'm saying, missed 22 games. So 
it's not like we were not it wasn't just our stars that were injured we had injuries all throughout the season I guess because Kawhi Leonard and Paul George were healthy at the time that Norman got injured it didn't feel as big but man it is big when you really look back at the season in retrospect but Malcolm Brogdon he didn't start one game and he played seven more games than Norm so that gave him the edge but Norman Pell I absolutely think that he has a role on this Clipper team going forward and that is as this six-man role it really seems to fit him well because he's just the kind of guy who he doesn't do no offense to him that much else besides score he's a He's an average defender when he wants to be. I'd even go as far as to say in the playoffs he was pretty good. But he's not locked down. He's not great. He's an instant scoring kind of guy. He gets to the rim. He puts on rim pressure. And he's probably the best on the team in attacking closeouts. And that's one thing that I talked about a lot this season was really lacking from the Clippers. And he also has athleticism. Athleticism that the team lacks. He's only in his late 20s. His best years are ahead of him in my opinion. So he's a great guy to have around. And I also just like the guy. We had a, you know, that meet the player event kind of thing post game one game this season. I recorded it on my on my Dime Dropper channel. But he was such a nice guy. He even answered some questions. We were hollering at him from a distance after the game. He signed jerseys at times this season when right after games when he didn't need to, he, you know, he's exhausted, could just run to the locker room, but he still signs for fans. Obviously, I've been a fan of this guy since UCLA because my dad and my sister went to UCLA, so I've, I've liked them since I was a little kid. He was the best part on the 2015 team, and a lot of the similarities or a lot of what he did, his strengths that he had in college, he has taken now into the NBA, and you saw that with the Toronto Raptors giving them so many solid years off the bench, being their, was it eighth man after Van Vliet and Serge Ibaka on that bench in the championship run, and he has an even bigger role for the Clippers. Now, another question I want to ask to you is, do you think he can be the third option on a championship team if Kawhi and Paul George are healthy for an entire playoff run? Maybe he can. Maybe he can't. Now, granted, with Russell Westbrook, he became the fourth option, and I honestly think that's the best position for him. Maybe he'll average more points than the third option, like Westbrook, but if he's the fourth best player, I think you have a solid chance of winning a chip if Kawhi and Paul George can stay healthy. Because he just is great in his role. And for him to finish shooting 40% from three, because at times, you know, the three ball is so hit or miss with guys. He overall, just to shoot that percentage for the whole season, is great. And yeah, I'm all for Norman Powell being back. And he is on a contract on a pretty friendly deal, I might add. Only getting paid around 18 to 20 million over the next three years. We have him until 20, 25, 26. It is a pretty nice tradable contract that I think a lot of teams would like, but why trade him? I think you really need a guy like that. He does have championship experience, and I think he's really solid in his role. So Norman Powell, like I would like him back next season. I think he's going to be back next season. I don't think he is going anywhere. He's very happy being here. He talked about the fact that you know he's from San Diego. His family is not far away. can come to so many games, and he likes being here, and I like him being here. But coming up, going to give him his season grade after all this. Let's talk about it. But I got to tell you first about FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. If you're watching TNT, you're seeing they're talking about FanDuel too. FanDuel too. Everybody's on the FanDuel wave. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I would place a bet on the Boston Celtics winning Game 5. I don't know why, but I have a feeling that they're going to win Game 5 just forcing a game six, I would still bet on the Heat to win the series because I still don't think a 3 nothing comeback is going to happen. 
But I feel like the Celtics will finally win a game at home. They've lost two straight at home in this series. So I think third time will be the charm. There's no better place to bet on all that stuff, all the playoff action, hockey and basketball, than America's number one sportsbook, FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, so the player grade for Norman Powell. Drum roll, please. A minus. What you want from Norman Powell, you got. You did. Could he have played better in one more game in the playoffs? Sure. We weren't beating the Suns without Kawhi and Paul George. Norman Powell gave us what we needed. He did things on the team that other guys didn't do. Get to the basket. Get to the line. Our two biggest weaknesses offensively, he checked off those boxes. Even if you want to add a third, attack closeouts. He checks off that box. You know, his foul baiting is just honestly refreshing. Reminds me of Lou Williams a little bit and Chris Paul, the other two really good foul baiters we've had. But... I like having him on the team, as I said. He's really an improved shooter. I'd like to see him still take that mid-range shot more. The thing about Norm is his weaknesses. As I said, defensively, he can be hit or miss. But when he's on in terms of effort, which is more often than not, I'd say, he's pretty solid. He's decent. I think the thing with Norm is he's so right-hand dominant. His left hand, he sometimes has some nice finishes, but he still struggles to go left. And teams know that in the playoffs. Um, but that, I mean, so many great players, even all-time greats, have not had great weak hands. That's not a crazy thing. Um, count how many left-handed layups Joel Embiid made in the in the series against Boston. You'd be surprised. But Norman Powell, he's very right-hand dominant, and that's fine. One thing I liked, that was a good counter on that curl play. When teams try to shoot the gap, uh, he would go the other way and pop out for a left-wing three. I thought that was a really good counter. But that curl play with Zoo on that dribble handoff with him coming left to right, is so hard to guard because he's like a little running back. He turns that corner, gets a shoulder into you. He's so strong, and he has really good touch, soft touch around the glass, sometimes putting that thing high off the glass and really good at finishing through contact and using the glass on those finishes. So Norman Powell, as I said, and he sometimes has those nuclear dunks when he's you know has a full head of steam attacking a closeout. And one thing I also like, he helps us in the transition game in which we are not good at. So things that could, if we want to get a younger, more athletic roster, he fits into that mold. Because even though he's, what, he's in his prime. He's not like a young stud or anything like that anymore, but he's still pretty athletic. He can get up. And we need guys that are going to be willing to run. And Norman Powell is absolutely that. As far as off-ball movement, he doesn't really move much spontaneously, really only in set plays. As like those, like that curl play, for example. Um, but, you know, that's a big weakness in today's game, in my opinion, is spontaneous off-ball movement. But, you're at, you know, beggars can't be choosers. I'm not asking for too much. I think Norman Powell does what he needs to do. I think he did what he needed to do. Let me know if you agree with the ranking or the rating, I should say, the grade. A-minus for me. 17 points a game on those splits. Like, the only thing that sucks is he missed 22 games. But, oh, man. And he's on a pretty solid deal. Like, I would definitely keep him next season and, and see what happens. I think he can have an even better season, honestly. But honest, I think that's about what he should have, average-wise. My only hope is that he can play more than 60 games. If he can give us 70 games, that's huge. Because even in the games that Kawhi and Paul George don't play, that's when you really get to see Norman Powell have the green light and just get off. Like, he had some great games this season. Like, that one against Portland on the road when we 
were really struggling to win games early on without Kawhi and Paul, and he just was went nuclear. So Norman Powell, first full season with the Clippers. I thought it was awesome, and I look forward to the second full season with the Clippers and his third one overall. Let me know what you thought of the episode. Again, keep giving me suggestions for episodes and questions throughout the summer, but you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more Clipper and LA sports content. Make sure to subscribe to this channel and hit the notification bell so you know every single time we post a video. And let me know what you thought. What did you think of Norman Powell this season? Uh, what was his player grade? And I forgot the other question I asked at the top of the show. It was a two-part question, but you can answer that one as well. The age-old proverb continues, go Clippers.